Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Another week in Lockie D with Sophie M and Sophie R. Oh, yes, another week, another weekend, another who knows how much longer. How are you going? Uh, yep, not bad. Just at that kind of like fuck it part of lockdown, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is like, yeah, I'm going to have a pina colada that's gotten delivered to my house in the bath. Yes, I'm going to eat all the fancy banquets from fancy restaurants. Yep. Yes, I'm going to buy all the crap plastic toys for my baby. <laughs> Like a ball pit. Amazing. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm yes. I'm yesing to all the indulgent things that are bad for me and the planet. Um. <laughs> I feel ya. Uh, I feel ya. I'm really in the spend my way out of feeling my feeling stage as well is how I would categorize it. Yeah. It's like new skincare, I've bought it. Homewares, I've bought it. Booze, I've bought it. Am I rereading kids' books because I can't concentrate? Yep. Am I having baths every single day? Yep. Because there's just, when you live alone, there's a lot of time between dinner and bed. Like, <laughs> there's just a lot of hours to fill by yourself. My screen time, I cannot even talk about it because the number brings me such deep, deep shame. <laughs> What is it? Tell uh, no, I, I can never say. I can never say. I'll tell you mine. No, so if I can't. I got the notification that my screen time was up 22% and I was like, it checks out. It checks out. All I did last week was stare at my phone. So I've really just like really pushed the boat out these last few weeks in terms of, you know, if I want wine, I have wine. If I don't want to leave the house, I don't leave the house. And now I've reinstated my little like routine just like a grown-up chore chart from the last lockdown. I was like, it's time to bring some structure back in. Little boxes. <laughs> Little boxes, tick it off. I think it was I was just in denial that this was going to keep stretching and so I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. It's just like two weeks or three weeks or four weeks and now I'm like I have to accept that I need to pull myself back in. <laughs> I need to give myself some, some you know, rigid rigidity into my days. Yeah, I I did not leave the house until – 4 30 p.m today sucks anyway so speaking of living alone which is you know what i'm doing on steroids at the moment we've got another exciting paid edm coming out next week or the week after for our paid subscribers and it's going to be on the tips and tricks to living alone i can't wait to read this yep i mean previously i would have been like it's great everything's good i love living alone um it might be a bit weirder now, writing it now than it was when I originally planned to do this. Well, I feel like this is when people really need it. Like when you're alone in lockdown, you're really alone in lockdown, you know. Just as a little taster, I'm going to sort of give you some recommendations of how to cook for one, some, you know, recipe writers that I think do a good job. What's a good pantry for one? You know, how to spend your time, how to like find the joy in it. So Still figuring out the whole the whole thing, but that's a little taster of the sorts of content you'll be getting if you have signed up to our paid EDM, which you can do at highlyenthused.substack.com. It's just $5 a month. Very good value. Great value. Um, and I'm pretty sure that the answer to all your questions is legumes. Legumes and sure sardines. So is that <laughs> appealing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's selling it or underselling it. 
All right, what are we eating or drinking this week? Oh, I'm first. What have you been eating this week? Tell me all about it. Please, it's the only thing we have. Okay, so I've been sitting on this recommendation for a while because I've been waiting for it to open, but it's not opening anytime soon, so I'm just going to go for it. It's opened in a, like, half-formed form. It's called AP Bakery, which stands for All Purpose Bakery. It's opening in Surrey Hills sometime soon. They've had issues with the DA or something like standard hospo delay like that. But it's all very exciting because it's finally a bakery with the baker Dougal Muffet behind it. And all-time listeners of Highly Enthused will remember him as the baker who made the Tuberkas at Moonacres. I like, really hope that. he makes them at AP because I never got to try the Moonacres ones and I still dream dream of those tuberkers. Okay, I'm just going to say it. this guy is like a baking mm. prodigy and I'm really glad it's finally being noticed by someone <laughs> other than us. <laughs> no, obviously a lot of people know about this, but he, someone's actually like putting him at the front of his own damn bakery now and that is going to be awesome. He makes the perfect buttermilk croissant, which is very hard to do, obviously. Everyone thinks they know the perfect croissant, but when you cut into Dougal's croissant from AP Bread, it's got that like perfectly honeycombed cross section that every baker on Instagram wants. From their croissant <laughs> crumb yep. shot. They're baked like a little bit dark, so they are very crispy and shiny mm-hmm. yep. on the outside. He's making these brulee bomboloni oh, donuts. So you like tap it with a spoon and it's got a sugary like caramel Mm. cap on it insane he's making something that's between a cross between an everything bagel a croissant and a pretzel oh my god it's stuffed with lp's quality meats ham asiago cheese it's insane i'm yet to try that he's also making this macadamia scroll croissant (laughs) it's like everything in a croissant that you could want in yeah. multiple forms. I have been stalking jam. it online, wanting to get there, but it's a bit too far for me to walk from Kuji. <laughs> Very out of your zone at the moment. That's okay. I will. I you will. will get it eventually. We're going to get through this. So the way to get these delicious things, you've got to keep an eye on Ruben Hill's Instagram account because AP Bakery is part owned by the owner of Ruben Hill's. That's where they're kind of selling them at the moment. So even though the bakery is not open, he's dropping off like pallets and pallets of croissants, donuts, bread, all the things a few days a week. Though you have to go early because they open at 7.30 a.m. I drove 25 minutes from my house, got there at 8.30 a.m. and they were nearly sold out on Saturday when I got there. I was like, what the hell? This guy's going to blow up. It's going to be really big. Yum. I want it. You heard it here first. Maybe I'll walk. Maybe I'll just do a lot of exercise and walk to Surrey Hills and get a croissant. Walk, like find a horse to ride, borrow someone's bike, anything but car. <laughs> I, don't have car. I don't have a car and I cannot drive, but maybe I can get an e-bike. Very sustainable. <laughs> exactly. E-bike your little your little legs over to Ruben Hills and get these croissants. So good. And Dougal, if you're listening, please, please make Dougal. us a tuberkis. We'll be very excited about that. I would walk to Surrey Hills for that. It's way easier than getting to Copenhagen. We'll never go to Copenhagen again. <laughs> Don't need to get a travel <laughs> exemption for that. Okay, so AP Bread, follow the Ruben Hills account as well to know when mm-hmm. when it's dropping. What about you? What have you been well, eating? Well, look, I love Kuji. Slightly less good restaurants around for me to like 
get delicious baked goods for and as I said I don't drive so I've been cooking a lot more with mixed results and mixed levels of effort but this uh, particular recipe was a very very delicious fried chicken sandwich from Nigella's Mm. latest book Cook, Eat, Repeat, which is a deeply comforting read. It's almost more like a book of essays with recipes scattered through. And I was uh, reading it on the couch, as always, the other night. And I saw this recipe and I'd made it once before. And I was just like, yes, this is going to be like my big meal of the week. This is going to be the one where I like put in the effort, go and get specific ingredients, actually do some prep the day before instead of just like cobbling together some mismatched meal of like leftover rice and some kind of green and a fried egg which has been my meal template for like (laughs) three weeks now so I think my favorite thing about this as well is she's written the recipe for one it's actually a recipe that's designed to just make one serve you can scale it up if you need but you know you gotta love a a woman who's also living alone and writes a recipe for someone living alone so I'll include a link there's the recipe is actually online, so I'll include a link there, but I can also highly recommend picking up her book. But there's a couple of things about this recipe that kind of really make it sing. One is she gets you to pre-marinate your chicken thigh, which is, I think, superior cut of chicken for fried chicken. Agree. And you marinate it in kefir, mm. which is like that fermented milk product. I don't really know that much more about it. I just know I picked it up at Maloney's. But you can also use yogurt or buttermilk. So if anyone's made the um, Sami Nosrat buttermilk chicken, I think similar concept. It like brines and kind of makes the chicken like super, super juicy. She mixes in paprika, lemon juice, Dijon, salt, a little bit of maple syrup, and to kind of get it really spiced. Um, And I actually left it in the fridge overnight for like full sort of night and day to marinate. Um, She says you can do it for up to two days, but I've also done it where you just like marinate it ahead of time, like the day of or the night of and just sit it out and it's still good even if you can only let it marinate for like half an hour. But it makes the chicken like so tender and juicy and you use the marinade to create the dredge. So you take it out of the marinade, shake a little bit off, dredge it in a spiced flour, drop it back into the yogurty marinade and then drop it back into the flour so it's double dredged and it gets this like really spiced, crackly, crisp coating on it. It's amazing. So the second thing that I think makes this recipe so delicious is she gets you to mix the Chinese chili crisp oil into your mayonnaise Mm. that you use. She also says to use a very generous four tablespoons of mayonnaise. (laughs) sandwich which is a lot of mayonnaise um I did not do quite so much so that is a total like game changer for that and then the third thing I love about this sandwich is she gets you to just use an abundance of really delicious sharp pickly accompaniments to it so obviously fried chicken is quite uh fatty and (laughs) quite like an intense kind of rich thing to eat and so it's really good because she gets you to put like sliced gherkins kimchi and like pickled um, onions that you pickle with lime juice, like just really quickly. Oh, wow. All three of those things? All three things. And they're good because like the gherkin's kind of sweet. It's got that kind of sweetness to it. The pickled onions with the lime are just really sharp. And then the kimchi is really funky and got a bit of spice to it. So it's really good. Awesome. She recommends just making it with like soft white sandwich bread, but that's not really something I had in the house. So I just picked up a couple of brioche burger buns um and had it on that so even more decadent and it's the kind of sandwich you like pick up with both hands and you don't put down till you finished (laughs) like you can't really put it down um 
I would recommend getting all of the little bits and pieces pulled together before you start frying. And I'm going to be honest, deep frying is a bit of a faff. It's not like the easiest thing to do. It's definitely a bit over the top, especially I did it on a Wednesday night. The most annoying thing is just figuring out what to do with all the oil after you fried, (laughs) which I haven't. I've just kind of put it in a container. I need to figure out how to throw it out. But it was such a treat and I looked forward to it for the first half of the week and then I thought about it for the second half of the week. Just like, God, that was a good sandwich. So I highly recommend it. And if you don't want to just like do another lasagna or like a ragu or like a slow cook curry, like if you want to do something that's a little bit, I don't know, just not slow cooked and like stick to your ribs comfort food if you want something that's a bit more like zippy this is great delicious sounds Mm. great and you know it's the sort of thing that you wouldn't normally make for yourself at home so it kind of almost tricks you into feeling like you're not in your house I feel like (laughs) if you shut your eyes and you just keep chewing (laughs) you could be be in a fast food restaurant (laughs) yay All right. What have you been reading, watching, listening, all of the above? Like, what have you been doing? What have you been staring at? Okay. I watched Bo Burnham Inside on Netflix. I've been told to watch this. I haven't watched it yet. Yep. So it's a comedy special on Netflix. Only now have his songs wiggled themselves out of my brain after (laughs) watching this last week. Like, it's taken a good seven days for me to stop singing every song. I'm not really one for watching comedy. I don't know about you, but I don't really partake. Uh, (laughs) I watched, I watched Ali Wong, her comedy special. Yeah, she was out. But that's the exception that proves that I don't normally watch it. Yeah. I'll only watch it if someone's like, this is really funny. You have to watch it. And they like really like ram it (laughs) into my head. I'm like, okay, (laughs) fine. <laughs> and thanks, Jen, for, uh, for recommending <laughs> for doing that. <laughs> so, I wouldn't really classify this as comedy, though. The website Slate calls it confessional meta comedy, and that sounds about right. It's Bo Burnham. So, if I had to describe what he looks like in this, it would be Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a pretty nondescript, pretty claustrophobic studio room with just one small window, a bunch of cameras, lights and projectors. He's writing songs and like monologues, mostly about the internet, but also about himself and his process of being a comedian and his art and his mental state over a year in lockdown in 2020. It's in two parts. The first part is really funny, like hilarious. He He's kind of created this character, like he's not actually trapped in this room alone he owns a very big house he has a partner he has a couple of dogs like none of this appear in this comedy series so it's not like actually real you have to keep reminding yourself of that but he writes these really funny songs that truly cement themselves to your brain about the internet and social media he sings about like cliched white women's instagram accounts which is very funny (laughs) um (laughs) a willy wonka-esque like welcome to the internet spiel where he introduces you to all like the random stuff and rabbit holes that like internet browsing can offer you it's just so funny he's so excellent at the production side of it as well like the projections that he's he's gotten like he has sunsets and he has spotlights and he has just like all kinds of things really engage you and it feels like someone else is filming him like even though he set it all up he's doing it all alone he's got multiple cameras like all these different angles it feels like someone is producing this but he's doing it all himself which is really cool and then Part two, it just kind of deteriorates. Like the songs get darker and darker. 
there are these kind of cut betweens that show him just like staring into space or crying <laughs> and they're pretty hard to watch like it's it's pretty raw like it's also quite ridiculous like his hair and his beard grows he's in his undies half the time like kind of sweaty and unshowered and it's hard to watch not so much because it was so raw like which it is but I don't know just seeing someone sob into a camera can just for me it just felt like a bit cringy and staged and mm-hmm. obviously this is Netflix so like kind of know that's the deal we know he's not really in this room but I, I like don't doubt he struggled through lockdown like most people did but I just like don't really buy it but whatever it's funny like a lot of it is funny it's comedy it's an act and it really does encapsulate that kind of like brain addled whatever goes like endless scroll to the end of the internet feeling of the past 18 months like it's completely chaotic like it bounces from one topic to the next with like no like mm. content He's just like reaching for random topic after random topic to inspect. And I guess that's what it's like when you're just like churning through content alone in your house, just like reading stuff, reading stuff, scrolling, scrolling. Like (laughs) this is kind of what it feels like. Maybe I shouldn't watch it because it will just be like a mirror (laughs) held up to me right now. (laughs) Totally. Some of the songs are so funny and so on point. You're just like, whoa, (laughs) that is absolutely correct. Like he's hilarious. If you can't be bothered watching the whole thing, just go to YouTube and type in Bo Burnham and a few of his songs are there as one-offs and very good very good stuff maybe I'll go and have like a little taste and see whether I can put up with the the whole thing but who am I kidding all I have is time I'll probably watch it yeah it's good Bo Burnham inside is on Netflix what about you what have you been watching Well, yeah, I'm doing a watch as well because I have no attention span anymore. So this show, I literally watched, like binge watched season one over this weekend. It's called This Way Up and it is on Stan. And I picked it totally on a whim because I was just like idly, endlessly scrolling through all my various streaming platforms. And it was just one of the featured featured shows because the second series just came out. And I just picked it on a whim and it is so, so good. And since starting to watch it, I've ended up texting with a bunch of friends who like messaged me. They're like, oh my God, have you seen this show? It's amazing. So we've all kind of independently ended up watching it. I finished season one. I'm about to dive into season two. It follows two Irish sisters who are living in London. Um, The elder sister is played by Sharon Hogan, who you might know from Catastrophe. She's like really hilarious. Catastrophe was a TV show she did with Rob Delaney, the American comedian. But season one sort of kicks off just as the younger of the two sisters Anya is coming out of treatment for a nervous breakdown and the show kind of follows the two of them as Anya is sort of on this rocky path to recovery of trying to like rebuild her life and she's an English as a second language teacher she's so funny it's so dry and dark and also just really captures the weird shorthand between sisters and like the way that no one can make you laugh harder than your sister and also no one can piss you off more than your sister (laughs) (laughs) yeah well this sounds great yeah it's like it's actually very heartbreaking at times because you see the cracks underneath the facade that she's really trying hard to put forward and she's like working so hard to try to like be good and be better and to not be unwell so it's like a really interesting look at mental health and the fragility of it but it's also as I said hilarious it's also there's only six episodes in each season and they're about 24 minutes long so it's not like a long slog that you're committing to it is snappy it is zippy Mm. you can just sit and watch it that's about all I can concentrate for these days is 24 minutes it's like good if I make it through so it's great 
I'm really excited to dive into season two. I've heard good things about it. Even just the trailer really makes me laugh. That's why I ended up picking it up. So yeah, it's on Stan, This Way Up. Get into that if you need. I definitely will watch that. Oh yeah, it's great. Please report back. As someone who also has sisters, I want to know if you believe it's also an accurate depiction (laughs) of that particular weird love. All right. What is it time for now? It is do or buy. What have you done or bought this week? So before I had a baby, I did not really think about the stage where they would be fed food. (laughs) (laughs) So like most of their life. (laughs) Yeah. Like I thought a lot about breastfeeding and I didn't really think beyond that. I was kind of like, yeah, cool food. Like it'll eat food at some point. Like it's like this abstract thing and I didn't really research it. It was one of those things where I was like, I'll think about that when I have to think about that. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't realize it would be such a, like such a thing. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just thought it would happen, you know. It was one of those major learning curves of parenthood where there is just so much stuff you don't know until you need to know it. I think it's because if someone told you all the stuff you needed to know, you would like run screaming um, because you'd be so overwhelmed. I have. I will say I've probably learnt too much in the last twelve months of all my friends having babies. Seriously. So what I didn't know, for instance, about feeding kids, that there are two schools of thought about feeding babies. One is the traditional like route of pureeing some stuff and spoon feeding them. And the other is called baby led weaning, Mm. which is essentially where you teach babies to learn to feed themselves through giving them like finger foods that they can, you know, hold and eat like soft roasted veggies and fruits that, yeah, they can kind of like feed into their own. Sounds messy. (laughs) Yeah, extremely messy. There are like ups and downs to both schools of thought and a lot of people just do a combo of both which is what we're doing so like if you didn't feed your baby some kind of puree they would hardly ingest anything so it's a good idea to like try both but now like Ned's getting a bit older and like getting a bit more into it we've started to give more things that he can feed himself and the best resource for learning how to safely do this is a website called Solid Starts and it was started by a New Yorker called Jenny Best who started it after her son Charlie had like major picky eating issues like really really would not eat at all. It actually sounds like a nightmare having a kid who just refuses to eat anything, is like really averse to touching any food or like the taste of a lot of things, ended up developing a lot of allergies because wasn't exposed to a lot of allergens, which is kind of the advice that you expose often and early with this kind of thing. The whole shebang. Um, She says that this probably could have been mostly prevented with more like independence and eating when he was a baby. And so on this website, which she has created, they have so many resources, most of which you need to pay for. Like they have a guide to the first hundred foods to feed your baby, recipes and allergy guides and stuff like that. But the best thing about it is the first foods database, which is a free tool and it's it's on the website and it's an app, a standalone app. Oh, cool. Which, yeah, currently has over 200 foods logged, which gives you all the info you need to introduce this food to your baby depending on their age. It's kind of like a big bank of ingredients. It has the nutritional info, the history and the origin of the food. It has multitudes of videos of babies eating it at all different ages. It has choking safety info and like images of how to cut it up depending on their age to like prevent choking and that kind of thing and recipes for how to cook it. And it's all free. That's amazing. It's so good. So Jenny wants to log every single edible ingredient in this database, like on the planet, like everything you can eat will eventually be in this and it'll be free forever, which is so cool. It's all backed and resourced by complete experts. She's got pediatric feeding experts, 
biologists, doctors, nutritionists, and occupational therapists. It's like insanely well researched and produced. I'm just so impressed by the whole thing. I just want to like tell everyone about it. The other thing I want to mention is that the lengths that Jenny and her team have gone to to be so proactive in being inclusive mm. on the website and Instagram account. Like babies of all ethnicities are featured. There's food from like a variety of different cultures. Babies with physical disabilities are shown in some videos. Every image on Instagram has like a separate caption for the vision impaired. It's really like this blueprint of how a company can be inclusive. And I'm just like so impressed every time I see another piece of content that, you know, really tries hard to be inclusive. So some ingredients that are on there, they have the normal stuff like avocados, eggs, bread, watermelon, blah, blah, blah. And then there are things like nopales, which is prickly pear cactus, dragon fruit, anchovies. Like when do I feed my baby an anchovy? Universal Um, question. (laughs) Yeah. Chipotle, kimchi, and one of the best things I've discovered that they've got logged on here is latour. All your bougie like, baby needs. What the hell? <laughs> this is that fancy soft cheese that we like. You can buy in like very fancy cheese stores. That's like a soft like brie that you can make into a pasta sauce. It's very delicious. And I like to think that Ned is a latour baby. Um, <laughs> anything you want to think of, oh, like how should I cut up an avocado to feed my six-month-old or how should I feed apple to my nine-month-old? You can just search his database. It's free. It gives you all the information. So if you've had a baby who started solids or is starting soon i would 100 check out solid starts check out their instagram awesome stories and just content on there that is really accessible but the first foods database app is really good it's also on their website and i'm just really impressed jenny if you're listening <laughs> keep up the good work i feel like i haven't done a baby wreck in a while so that is a very comprehensive one i feel like if you know i feel like they should keep the ages going up which are like how does a 20 year old eat this how does a 35 year old eat this avocado for a 20 year old what about you what have you done or bought this week well I don't know if I if you remember at the beginning when I just said I've been buying things instead of feeling my feelings which is you know a really healthy coping mechanism I'm sure my therapist will have some opinions on um so one of the many things that I've purchased is some cushions because I spend a lot of time in my house now and I wanted my house to be very comfortable and very mm, cozy so I have been eyeing these cushions off basically since you mentioned them in our Christmas gift guide last year. They just launched then. It's a company called Homey, H-O-M-M-E-Y. Oh, it's actually pronounced Homey, but I told them when they were launching that everyone's going to say Homey and they do. Okay, well, guys, <laughs> Homey, Homey, whatever it is, it's really good cushions and that's how you spell it. Uh, so I have been eyeing them off for a while and my obviously my resistance to purchasing things muscle is weak at the moment, so I finally <laughs> snapped and bought them and I picked up these two beautiful cushions to replace the slightly sad sagging ones that I've had on my couch for a few years. Um, I got the boucle fabric in Heritage, which is this really lovely muted hunter green color. And I got the big ones. So they're like 63 centimeters by 63 centimeters. But what I love about the whole range, it was really difficult to pick what I wanted, is they do a bunch of different fabrics. So they do linen, velvet, felt, as well as the boucle. And then the color schemes are just so great. So they've got like Mm. really beautiful pale pink and pale blue, yellow, coral, lots of different green colors. They're just really good cushions. They're nice and firm. They hold their shape. And they also come in lots of good sizes. So there's another one that I've been eyeing off, which is just a little round disc shaped one that's really small, which is really cute. Yep. Um, But they're also 
like significantly more reasonably priced than most cushions. Because when I started looking for cushions, I just assumed they'd be cheap because they're so small, you know, <laughs> like, but they're not. Cushions are really expensive. Weirdly, so expensive. weirdly expensive. And these are not too bad. So this was, each of these cushions was $79, but they're very big. And you can also just buy the cases. So if you get like one cushion with a particular cover, then you can also like buy another cover in another color for like swapping it out That's later cool. on if you want to have some variety. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just super into it. Their website is very good. Oh, so fun. They also sell packs. So if you're like me, a bit uncertain what color to get, because I went back and forth. I think I sent you a bunch of text messages about it. They also do, you can buy like packs of cushions in different color schemes and they've done the work for you to like mix and match colors and fabrics into like fun palettes. Yeah, it's so good. A little company. Yeah, and it. they're Australian based as well. So that's nice. Um, shipping super fast. Okay, t- turned up in a couple of days. It's a highlight. Oh, cool. I think it was a highlight of one of my Tuesdays in lockdown. A real, real good day. <laughs> the day my cushions arrived. Cushions are here. Literally. <laughs> Short and sweet highs. <laughs> High highs and low lows. And the cushions were a real high. So that is homey cushions. Find them online. Check out their fun Instagram. Tell me which ones you get. And that's it. Some cushions. Enjoy the comfort. Enjoy the comfort. When you're on the couch, <laughs> they're good to have. Very good. All right. After that rant, what time is it? Fast five time. Fast five, fast five. Your first. Ooh, Kick ooh, us ooh. off, please. Look, I don't know what to say about my number one, except I'm obsessed with caper berries. <laughs> Great. It's like the new olive, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so briny, so salty, so capery. Mm-hmm. If you like capers, why not upgrade to the giant kind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not indeed? I just really like them. I love the way they pop in your mouth. Mm. They're kind of like figs in texture, they like are. In, on the inside. Yeah, with the little seeds, mm. which I feel like some people won't like, but I really enjoy. I like the crunch. Yeah, I just have been putting them on everything. I make these little lunch plates with just a bunch of snacks and they're really good on there. I reckon they'd be really good sub-in for an olive in a dirty martini. Ooh, they would. I feel like this is already a thing. I just haven't like, seen it. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's coming. So it varies. Everyone get them probably everywhere that you shop. Number two is a really fun little show. Uh, thanks again to Jen coming through with the goods this week. It's called Starstruck on ABC iView. It's so sweet and funny. It's about this really vivacious, hilarious Kiwi woman living in London called Jessie, who has a random run-in with a very handsome and mega famous movie star, Tom Kapoor, while drunk in a club on New's Eve. So then they sort of dance around each other, getting together, breaking up, getting together, breaking up, over the next year and it's just this magical comedy of errors there's just something so funny about kiwis on screen i just they're the funniest i'm really into them (laughs) there should be more yeah it's the accent (laughs) it's so funny it's really good just a really delicious romp for like you know an afternoon again the episodes are really short there's only like six of them it's great the six episode season perfect Well, yeah, although I want more. I'm like, this is over too fast. I want more. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be another season that's starstruck on ABC iView. Number three is Mary Valley Food Co. Dried Citrus Garnishes. Interesting. (laughs) Tell me more about this. I want to thank Killjoy Drinks, which is that awesome non-alcoholic drinks website who introduced me to these ages ago. And it took me a while to crack the jar and try them. I was like, eh, dried citrus, like whatever. I know what that's going to be like. Not that interesting. And then I started using them. Selling these. You're really selling these. Well, like 
you can yeah. make them pretty easily. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> and then I've just discovered how fucking convenient these things are. So it's pretty annoying cutting up a whole lemon just for one slice of lemon in your gin and tonic or your soda water or whatever. Like, You're not wrong. It's not an annoyance that like probably is going to make or break your day, but <laughs> once you realize that instead of doing that, you can just open a jar and pop a little slice of pre-dried lemon in your drink without having to get a knife out, without having to wash a washing board, without having to deal with half a lemon in your fridge that is going to go off or like go dry. This is the perfect solution, right? I mean, to a problem I didn't even know I had. You're right. <laughs> so they make a few at Mary Valley Food. They do lemon, lime, pineapple and orange. So you've got your pina colada covered, you've got your GNT covered, you've got your margarita covered and you've got something that you put orange in, a Negroni. <laughs> you know, a vermouth and soda. Exactly. It doesn't even be alcoholic. It can just be soda water. It can just be plain water. Just something in a glass is going to be made a lot better by this extremely convenient garnish thing. If you own a dehydrator, you could probably make them. Or even if you own an oven, you could probably make them. (laughs) But I recommend supporting this small business and buying them from Mary Food Co. I know you've put a lot of effort into your bar cart this year, so I feel like this would be a very good addition to that. Look, it can lift my mood next week by being the thing that arrives on Wednesday afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number four. This is a really cute movie that me and my sister watched in pre-lockdown times. The Mirror Has Two Faces. So this is a Barbara Streisand classic and these are the things that the movie has going for it. Barbara Streisand, number one. Okay. Barbara Barbara Streisand is a smart and enigmatic yet dowdy university professor. Great. It has a makeover scene. Okay. Very good. It has Lauren Bacall. (laughs) Amazing. It has lots of cozy nightgowns and it's just very sweet. So (laughs) what a list of ingredients for this movie. (laughs) The basic plot is that this other professor – a middle-aged man professor who is very boring, has trouble in love and vows to find the perfect wife by looking for women with no sex appeal because he thinks sex ruins everything. He meets Barbara, poor Barbara, and decides she's ideal because he thinks she has no sex appeal. Little does he know she has plenty of it. Never underestimate Barbara Streisand. Never underestimate Barbara Streisand. And... I liked it because when it was becoming clear there's a makeover, I was like, oh, no, she's perfect just the way she is. Don't, like, make her over and change her. (laughs) I was not disappointed. So it wasn't like everything is fixed by a bit of concealer and contouring. Not like a Um, she's all that scenario where she walks down and looks exactly the same but she's in a dress. (laughs) Yeah, not like So, yeah, I don't know, just a good time. It's a good Monday, Tuesday, Friday night of the week Netflix movie called The Mirror Has Two Faces. Very recommend that one. Very recommend. Very, very recommend. (laughs) Okay, number five on my fast five is an oven mitt by Holiday (laughs) Label. (laughs) The heights we are climbing, the lows we are plummeting to. (laughs) Look, okay, I'm just solving all your really annoying problems tonight. Okay. Like having to cut up a lemon and having to use a scrunched up tea towel to pull oven trays out of the oven. It's like you're looking into my house when you say that, Sophie. (laughs) It will lead to burns. As much as sticking your hand into a sweaty oven mitt can be gross, it's made less gross by this cool print by Sydney Label Holiday, which I am obsessed with. This oven mitt is in the same print as their cool check pants. Super into that. It's black and white, which conveniently matches my black and white checked gym floor. And 
I'm just down to not be burnt by like shitty tea towels when I'm pulling stuff out of the oven. So I'm stoked for this. Just really excited. Can't, can't get more excited about this oven mitt. <laughs> they holiday the label. They have heaps of other cool stuff on the website and a cool new store on Oxford Street, which hopefully will reopen soon. Great. Um, can't wait. Maybe I'll get that too. Maybe I'll just buy everything you recommend just to do it. my week, just to really increase the happiness quotient in my week. Please tell me about your fast five, Soro. All right. Well, I'm also starting with a random kitchen implement. A fish spatula, Sophie. Mm, a fish spatula. So I think I got this into my head that I wanted one sometimes last year in lockdown round one um, before Bon Appetit became problematic, you know, when everyone yeah. was like binge watching the test kitchen. Um, and I think a bunch of people who were in the test kitchen then used them. And so I just like decided I wanted to get one and then I got one for Christmas randomly. <laughs> because I'm old now. But I can attest that this is one of the most useful implements in my kitchen. So it's like got a wooden handle and then a long, thin, kind of slotted spatula. It's sort of the shape of like um, an elongated triangle, essentially, but the narrow part at the handle and the wide part at the top. Um, Mm. And it's got like thin sort of slats. So um, like if you pick something up, for example, I use it if I fried an egg to like pick it up off the pan, all the oil will drain out through the slats. It's just very, very thin and very flexible. So I also use it for like if I'm making dumplings, like pot stickers, you can like slide it underneath and get all the crunchy bits off the surface of the pan because it will like slip between it and it won't break the skin. If you're roasting things like at a high heat, like potatoes or I did broccolini tonight in the oven, it like will slip underneath anything that's, you know, being roasted on a on a tray really easily it just does everything it's so great it does everything it's I haven't actually (laughs) used it on fish but it is designed for like when you're doing really crispy skinned fish to like go without breaking the surface of the skin so if you think anything that you're frying at a high heat or roasting at a high heat that you really want that crispy crunchy texture that you get from that contact but you don't want to like leave it on the pan it's perfect for that perfect for all those scenarios sounds good yeah. So I just, I have no idea where my parents got it from, but I'll send a link to a place you can get it, probably like Victoria's Basement. And they're not very expensive. And it's just become the most useful implement in my kitchen. Number two, another chip recommendation. Oh, yeah. Another week, another fancy kettle chip. We like bring together all our chip recommendations in one package. We should do a gift box. Yes. We should just do a fancy chip gift box. So these are called Brett's Fromage du Jura chips. So Jura cheese <laughs> chips. Yum. They are French. They are imported. So the carbon footprint is atrocious. Try not to think about it. I picked these up at Maloney's. This is like the seventh mention of Maloney's <laughs> in this podcast. It's where I spend all my time now because I can't get to Harris Farm. I got the Fromage du because they just sounded really good. They, it's like kind of almost like a Comte Gruyere kind of hard cheese. They also come in camembert. I think there was another flavor with truffle. Haven't tried them yet, but I probably will this week. Um, but they're just that really delicious, pungent, French cheesy flavor, like a sophisticated cheese and onion, you know? Mm-hmm. They're crunchy. They're Moorish. They've got that nice thick kettle cut as well they're not quite as thick as the chappies that you recommended the other week they're a little bit lighter than that but just very crunchy Um, and they're perfect for a pre-dinner snack which is something I seem to be doing every single night now before I eat my dinner is I have a snack oh yeah I did this (laughs) whilst I'm cooking dinner so that is Brett's fromage de jura as I said you can probably find them if you've got like a little fancy grocer near you but I found a couple of places online that sell them so I will link to them in the newsletter so that you too can eat unnecessary 
unnecessarily expensive potato chips just to <laughs> make your day a little bit more interesting. All right. Okay, so that was number two. Number three, a random one, is Japanese paper washi tape. Oh, seconded. Love this. I just realized I use it all the time and I'd never talked about it and I thought it was worth a mention. So if you've never heard of it before, it's a Japanese, they're just these little rolls of really lovely, brightly colored or patterned paper tape. So just like sticky tape. And you can normally find it in Japanese stationery stores. I know Kinokuniya in Sydney um, stocks it as well. It's really great because when you peel it off, it doesn't leave a residue. So if you need to, it sticks really strongly, but then you can take it off without leaving a mark. So I use it for everything. I use it for like wrapping presents. Um, if I want to stick something up on the wall, I just use it whenever I need to stick anything to anything. They just come in such great fun colors. I've got like fluoro pinks and greens, like watercolor patterns, like multicolored grid pattern. And they just add like a little sort of charm and whimsy to whatever you're wrapping up. So I'll often wrap presents and just like plain tissue paper or brown paper. And then you use the washi tape and it becomes a bit of a feature mm. rather than a, you know, just a see-through tape. And they last for ages. They last for ages. It definitely triggers like the like magpie-esque nature where I'm like oh I want that one oh I want that one as well I want that one and that one and that one and that one like you just want to like collect them all the brand that's most famous is like MT and that's a Japanese one you can actually get it everywhere now though I've seen it in like typo cotton on there's a lot of places and lots of little stores online that you can get it to so we'll link to a couple of spots to pick it up obviously I would recommend going to Tokyo and buying it there <laughs> next time that's available to you <laughs> all right so my fourth one, and I believe you've also sampled these, Soph, is the Jacobi's Bars Canned Margaritas. Oh, I drank one tonight. So good. So these are great. Jacobi's is a tiki bar in Newtown that is obviously shut at the moment, and they have started selling canned versions of some of their cocktails via drinks.com. I, I think last week or the week before just got... <laughs> Two of them delivered along with a packet of the Chappies kettle chips <laughs> that you mentioned. And just like that's all I got delivered and I drank it in the bath as soon as work finished. Oh, my God. We had the exact same Friday yeah, night. It was just <laughs> – it was – exactly what I needed and they're such well-balanced margaritas because sometimes I can find margs especially pre-made ones can be just a bit off like either too sweet or too sour but these are just really sharp and well-balanced and they're strong without you like feeling woozy at the end of them you know how like a marg when it's too strong can just make you feel like you, your head's not attached to your body anymore yeah I was super impressed by these two I've had a couple of mm. like pre-batch margs in lockdown and this is for sure the best so delicious they also have have a couple of different cocktail options as well like I think they have a pina colada yep I drank that as well and it was really good yeah so the, really really good so the pina colada is one they've got a few other flavors I'm sure I will be working my way through but yeah available on drinks.com get them delivered drink them in the bath drink them in bed drink them on the couch if you have a balcony, I'm sure they taste good there too. I don't have one, <laughs> so I'm I'm confined to indoor drinking, but they're amazing. And it's kind of fun. They come in a can, so like you can just kind of like shake it up in the can and then pour it into your preferred glassware or just swig straight from the can on your afternoon exercise. Why not? That's where we're at. So that's number four. And my last one is a book slash author recommendation. So as I mentioned previously in this episode multiple times, my attention span is shot at the moment. I am behind on my Goodreads goal for the first time. Oh, no. Like five books behind. <laughs> Shocking. I just have not had the attention for reading. I like I can barely make it through 20 minutes of a movie before being like, eh, I'm bored. And like I mean, swapping. whatever. This is a very 
arbitrary goal. It's an, all my goal. All goals are arbitrary, Sophie. <laughs> but anyway, the point being, my attention span has been really short, and I've been really struggling to concentrate. And the answer has been reading books pitched at teenagers. <laughs> I did um, this with TV. Yeah, it's just like I can't read anything too demanding. So in particular, I'm recommending an author named Eva Ibbotson. So she is an English author. I think she passed away in the early 2000s. She was actually born in Austria and moved to London during World War II. And the two books that I'm going to recommend are The Secret Countess or Medensky Square. Her books just have like the perfect blend of like riches to rags and then back to riches again and like plucky heroines, romance, incredibly good descriptions of food and clothes, which I think are two key things for me that I find really comforting in a book. Like if you're describing amazing dresses and then you're talking about someone in the kitchen cooking a great meal, I will be soothed. I will feel cared for. It's great. Mm -hmm. There's also like beautiful houses, adversity, challenging, but nothing too challenging. Everything is overcome, (laughs) but like the heroines are plucky and determined and not too annoying. Like it's just great. They've all actually been kind of reissued in new editions in the last few years, um, which is fun. I've just been buying them on my Kobo and reading them as always in the bath. And they're like the book equivalent of putting your brain into a warm bath, I find. <laughs> like just wash away the day, very soothing. Um, so that's Eva Ibbotson. I've read a whole bunch of, of her books. I would recommend starting with The Secret Countess. That's one of her best known ones. And then just like work your way through them. She actually wrote a few books for adults, but they've sort of also been pitched. They're all pretty similar in tone. It's just depends on whether or not they acknowledge sex or not that's basically the only difference between the young adult ones and the adult ones and Otherwise, the train moves through the tunnel <laughs> well you know <laughs> basically yes uh so yeah so that's it that's my my lockdown fast five margaritas Aww. kids books fish spatulas what more could you want from a fast five i really don't know Well, that's it from us today. Yeah, you should definitely sign up to our newsletter for links to everything mentioned in this episode and become a paid subscriber for a bonus newsletter every single month, plus access to the whole archive. This month's newsletter is on Living Alone by Sophie Roberts. You can sign up at highlyenthused.substack.com. Maybe it's going to be like my Bo Burner moment. In written form. Oh my god, buy some projectors. <laughs> Just the slow disintegration of Sophie's brain. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. Alright, bye. Bye.